The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Toy and welcome once again to a game from Radio, the official show of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. With me in the GHR studio, we have our very own senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Hello, fun seekers. Feeling better there, Charlie? Uh, yeah, almost. <laughs> He's 85% almost feeling, better. 85%. So we have 85% better Charlie Saladino than we did last <laughs> week. Because he oh, wasn't even here. we had 0% Charlie. He wasn't even here last so week. So we have a surplus. Charlie, you were here in compared spirit. Compared to last week. You were here in spirit. I we know, mentioned was, you. But you see, saying you that, though, we imply the worst of Charlie. And <laughs> right. we don't want to do that. Right. We have our very own Pronto Comics, Dominica Definition Mansperano. Well, in honor of today's show, how you doing? <laughs> there you go. How you <laughs> doing? Yeah. Thank you. And from GHR, forget about we have it. our very forget own. We have GHR's very own uh, Zambo the Engineer. Yappa dappa Scooby Dooby Doo. <laughs> so this week's Whoa. show, we're going Whoa. to be having. Um, it's going to be a very interesting show because we have a lot of show and only a limited time to get through it. So if you could be anyone from bum, the Mystery bum, bum, Machine, bum. who would you be? Me? Yeah. Uh, probably either Fred or Fred Shaggy. Because if you told me like Velma, I'd have to talk to you in more in depth off air. Fred, Fred gets Daphne. That's all I got to say. I would yeah. like Velma, but that's just my personal preference. Yeah, I think Velma's better than Daphne. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna agree with that. Yeah, mm. you know she does kinky go! things. There you go. Yeah. Woo-hoo! So um, we're going to be talking about the MCon, which has just happened this past weekend. We're going to be talking yeah. about the Suffolk <clears throat> Comic. Art Expo, what about which the also happened. No, no, that's a different thing. The that's Suffolk the other one. Well, that's comic, what it was listed as. Suffolk Comic Art Expo. <laughs> We're going to be talking about that. Just want to make sure you know that. But I made sure I said it right because I, right. I had to make sure I stopped Good. and say the word slowly. And um, we're also sure. going Unless, to of course, you're talking about the, the URL, which is different than the name of the show. We're going to also talk about a Sopranos Con. <laughs> business 101. Make sure your URL and the name of your business are the same. We, yes. have, we have interviews from the Sopranos pre-party. Yeah, you got a problem with that? <laughs> yeah. So we, we yeah, Forget all about it. It's great interviews. We got all that. It's good interviews. But first, good. we're Very going good. to take it away it's with good. the uh, vertically challenged news. Hey, the vertically challenged news. Because Dominic me. always says to make Yeah. Because Dominic always says we have a short news. Vertically it's challenged. vertically challenged. Ah. You don't want to insult anybody. Yes. So we're going to take away with the vertically So you hear that, Jen? It's not about you. You're good. News. It's morphin' time! I still don't the feel like you gave me a good answer why it's morphin', why morphin' time is the news intro. Because we're changing from one thing to another. We really didn't start anything. We're kind we of just going right the, into we it. We started with the intro, and then we morph into the news. So it's a different... Thing. No, we need we need a better intro. We need something sounding more newsier. <laughs> that sounds very newsy mm. to me. Something like the ticker tape thing in the background, <laughs> like <laughs> that thing. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. To all the ships at sea, here's the news. <laughs> you know, something like that. We should sound. <laughs> uh, we should sound by uh, Colin doing his news thing from Glass Clown. Hmm. That yeah. album. There you go. The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks at the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 23 years of pop cultureness and comic book stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next show will be December 14th of the Big Apple Christmas Con, and they will have headliners such as Sam J. Jones of the original Flash Gordon, Flash, um, Peter Scolari, and um, Jim Stranko, legendary artist, and a friend of ours, Russ Braun, who was the artist on the Boys comic book series. And you still haven't watched that show, have you? No, the I Boys? No. Oh, yeah, you still have to give him your information for it, though, right? Don't I'm you? not yes. giving him my login information. Are you kidding me? He's going to start uh, buying stuff on Amazon. There is that, too. And also, <laughs> we got to give the shout-outs for the Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jerry Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Dresden Media, Kyle Horn, Millie Portes, 
Unjikun, and Shadow Rabbit Art. Still that hand movement. There you so, go. <laughs> this counts. Yep. So I did want to mention that um, I messed up last week because I forgot Dresden Media was the eighth person. <gasps> Look, listen, give so we're going to give a slack. second shout out Bastard. to Dresden Media, creator of Lucky Zilla. I would like you to give yourself some slack because you tried to do that whole thing from memory. Yeah. And you did pretty darn good. Seven out of eight. Seven Seven out out of eight. eight. Listen, that's that's pretty great. That's better than Major League Baseball (laughs) players right there. That's very true. Yeah, so we want to give a shout-out to all those guys. And if you want to have a shout-out, go to www.patreon.com, look at the in the search bar, and for just a dollar, you can get your own little shout-out on our show. Could you imagine Um, what would happen if he actually had my login for Amazon? I'd be like, when did I order a thousand Hot Pockets? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I did not order. Oh, Mark. It's like, Wait, I... when did it get shipped when... to? Oh. oh. When did I order right, the good. complete box set of the Mighty Power Morphin? Whatever Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Mighty Morphin yeah. Power what? Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I don't remember Which ordering. Which is available on Netflix. Yeah. Hey-o. I don't remember ordering all these uh, hey. uh, Transformers all the movie posters. All the squares posters. of cheese. All the There's <laughs> so much cheese. Why, Why is there so, so much cheese? cheese? <laughs> oh. It's almost like we practiced this. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just brought up so much. So, for vertically challenged news, just one bit of the news, from the Oi Might, I'm Offended department. Who um, isn't these days? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm offended by that terrible accent. <laughs> In Australia. Kmart has removed a children's Halloween costume from its shelves following a petition from a concerned parent who called the outfit beyond inappropriate. Turns out that the outfit, labeled as bride costume, why do I hear that? I don't know why. It wasn't me. Not me. Depicted in the words of the great poet Shaggy, it wasn't me. Wasn't me. Turns out that the outfit depicted as. Bride costume, mm-hmm. which depicts a young girl wearing a wedding gown and veil. Parents says this is beyond inappropriate and offensive, and Kmart has a social responsibility to pull this item off their shelves immediately. The petition reads, each year, 12 million children, girls as young as six years old, the same size as the costume, are sold off or married by their family without their consent. Child's marriage means child abuse and torture in its worst forms. Pedophilia, child rape, child slavery, child sex trafficking. So they pulled it off because it, it's supposed to promote all that stuff. It's being uh, ableist to, to that. Okay. Kmart says, Kmart Australia regrets the decision to sell the bride costume. It was not intended to cause offense, and we sincerely apologize. We have made the decision to withdraw this product. In translation, yeah. shut up, nerd. <laughs> Basically. So, <laughs> You're gonna ask me what I think. What if someone? Yes. Wa- what if a little act- girl wanted to actually get dressed up like what was a corpse bride? Yeah. Right. What if that? You just took that or, away from her. Yeah. Or what if a you little girl wanted to get dressed up as a bride because, because. she wanted to? But no, it's 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 you're promoting uh, sex trafficking. And well, first of all, yeah. how much sex now, trafficking is actually going on in something. Australia? Well, it says 12 million children. It, was that worldwide or Australia? Doesn't say. But I'm guessing, since you know it's a, a, petition, it's, a petition made in Australia, there would be 12 million girls in Australia. One could assume. However, listen, a lot of sex trafficking happens out of the Middle East. That's true. So is the 12 million from worldwide, the Middle East? Is it, are they That's literally to half to? the population of Australia if it was 12 million. So I'm pretty sure right, it's going to so be I don't worldwide. Think it's, yeah, we'll worldwide. It's going to be worldwide. So, it's going to be worldwide. So be worldwide. Have little gangster outfits for kids. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna. They're be, gonna pull that too promoting, because that promoting. They're promoting gangsterism. Look at how they're gangsterism. My boy. Is that a thing? Gangsterism? No, gangsterism. Uh, no gangster outfit. I'm just trying to make a point. <laughs> so a little girl wants to get dressed up as a bride because she thinks that's pretty and nope. everything. No, that's nope. drug traffic. Nope, can't do it. And and you uh, got gotta explain that to the girl. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Sex trafficking, yeah. not drug trafficking. Yeah. Oh, drug even, trafficking even is better. if you get dressed yeah. up like Scarface. Right. Which is gangsterism. Which is gangsterism. Say hello to my little what? friend. This is gangsterism. There we go. Yeah. That's gangsterism. It's the, yeah. it's the old. It's the old. <laughs> so be like, that gangsterism joke. is okay. If you were to dress up like a gangster from from. But Compton, those are adults. That's those not are adults okay. costumes that we're showing on the screen. It's like the new joke that's going out there. How do you get. Anything in America you want. What's the two words that get you anything you want? I'm offended. Yep. Yep, Pretty much, yeah. So, upon (laughs) I'm offended at that. Upon further investigation, you're offended. Upon further investigation, 
The petition that caused Kmart to remove the costume is up to 507 signatures as of the 28th. Wow. 507. Which had just started. Out of a billion people in this world. Which had just started uh, two weeks before. Seven billion. So. Thank you. So it took 500 people to get it polled. Less than 500 people to get it polled. However, however, on the same change.org site which the petition was made, there is a second petition to have Kmart reinstate the costume, ah. and that has 4,592 signatures. Power to um, the people! So there. So but, there. But they pulled it off with five with 500 signatures to pull it off. You know what? Can you, can you look something up? What's up? Uh, so, yes. Our, our, our <clears throat> recent president... Not our current president, our recent president. Recent one, okay. Barack Obama. Yes. He has a he has a, a one minute clip. Okay. I think we have time for it. I, I really do. We, we we all right. So where he's discussing woke culture. Oh, the, I ju- it just got released, right? It just got released. Okay. And I, you know what? It it speaks to this point mm. very well. I the think. two minute clip here. Maybe you can do it even shorter, but mm. yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Because you know what? I could try and paraphrase the clip and everything. Um, and I. I don't necessarily always agree with uh, the Democratic or Mr. Obama's policies, but I agree that he is a classy man and he is well-spoken and he knows what he's talking about on these things. All right. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff. I, you should get over that quickly. The world, the world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. People who you are fighting may love their kids and you know, share certain things with you. And, and, and I think that one danger I see among young people, particularly on college campuses, Malia and I talk about this. Yara goes to school with my daughter. Um, but I do get a sense sometimes now among certain young people, and this is accelerated by social media, there is this sense sometimes of the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people. And that's enough. Like if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or used the word wrong verb or then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself because man, you see how woke I was? I called you out. I think that's good. I think you could stop yeah. right there. I think that's basically what Not 500 people just 500 did in Australia people, yeah. with 4,000 people saying no. I'm willing to bet that this might be the watershed moment of the culture where, like, he just said, like, look, you yeah. guys have to chill. Because yeah. it's, yeah. it's getting too like, much. It's where getting everyone, ridiculous. Everyone's offended by everything. Yeah. You know what? And, and I, you know, it gets to the point where now. I probably offended people by saying that everyone gets offended. The yeah, yeah the we'll things. probably get something on that. But those. I'll probably <laughs> get on something by saying what's uh, the two That's words you could get anything you want. Um, yeah. But you know what? This is the, it's it's really out of control. It's out of control because it's like that old old thing you you edit music, you edit books if you get the go ahead. Somebody gets an organization gets they don't stop. Then they keep going. And this is what it is. It's like an avalanche. These ridiculous things are just Domino effect. So you know. basically, what you're saying is that next year there will be no Halloween. No, no children it's costumes. It's getting like that. Yeah. Well, all. I mean, Virginia's already banning anyone over the age of 12 from going trick or treating. So I'm already not moving to Virginia. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes. Wow. See, so well, it's, Virginia may be for lovers, but it's not for me. I oh, think yeah. it's 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 crazy how this this whole thing came out, and then it was only <clears throat> the 500 signatures. That's that's what yeah. right. That yeah. was what would went the next level for me. I was like, oh, well, they, they. But it's all right for Virginia to be the capital of 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 uh, tobacco, so where they sell death sticks. Right. Well, they're not but selling they don't death sticks to well, kids. Yeah. Like last the kids, as far as we ago, know, because the kids are innocent. A while ago, and like, addicted to jewels, um, which are totally not from the tobacco company themselves. Mm, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill him. I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. Harumph. You watch your. Yeah. He said it. I got it. I'll take it. Not my fault. Still funny. But it's like several years ago, like a family guy put out that whole thing, like where they were taking on the FCC, and they had Cobra Commander as the head of the FCC, 
and someone walks in like, sir, we had one complaint. And as you know, by policy, one complaint equals 10 million complaints. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of this thing. 500 people in all of Australia. And this was 500 after they already pulled it off. Yeah. So 500 people <laughs> out of 24 million it like, was enough. It was it's enough. Not, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And they may not have even been 500 Australians because they only pulled it off in Australia. Yeah. I bet you if I go to the CVS, uh, the CVS, the um, the website for Kmart, still Kmart now, it'll probably still be up in America. But yeah. probably. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's the vertically challenged news because we have tons of interviews to get to. I know. Um, yeah, that's that's all I can say about that. I just felt that because it's Halloween, I had to get this out now. That's, 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 that's fine. fair enough. enough. It's fair enough. Man, that was yeah. the whole thing is weird. And yeah, stupid. people need all to right. get a life. So we're gonna we're gonna yeah. we're gonna take a break. All right, we'll be right back. I don't want to take a break. Radio. I just got rolling. This is Michael Bell, the voice of Duke from GI Joe, and I am here at Cradlecom, and I am with it came from the radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. This is the amazing question. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Whether you're looking for pre-code horror, good girl art, or superhero comic books, check out NotFromThisEarth.com. They specialize in rare comic books, but they also have an extensive stock of popular comics to help you fill in the holes in your collection. That's NotFromThisEarth.com. Use code W-A-R-Y to receive a 10% discount on your entire order. Also, stop by our pop-up store at 31 Grand Street in the Williamsburg section of Brooklyn between Saturday, November 16th, and Sunday, November 17th. This is Gray Griffin, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Christy and I'm here to make the coolest custom cake for your next event. I also do cake pops, cupcakes, cookies, you name it. So if you're searching for the perfect birthday gift, preparing for your big day, or maybe there's nothing coming up, but your sweet tooth may have just given your brain a swift kick because of me, give me a call at 631-606-8166 or follow me at Custom Cakes by Christy. I-N-C. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y. Thanks. Oh, wow. Hey, guys, this is Kari Payton. You're listening to It Came From The Radio. So keep listening. This is Envoy Comic Distributors. And back to our show. Welcome to It Came From The Radio. The show is the show. It's Mark Torres speaking along with our senior correspondent, Charles Saladino. Hey. Dominic Definition Man, Pronto Comics, Sperano. I got to tell you, those... And Those uh, North Fork chips are delicious. <laughs> they are quite delectable, yes. So, um, oh, baby. <laughs> so as I mentioned, we're going to be doing uh, the interviews from the Soprano Con, yes. and we're also going to be talking uh, very quickly about the Suffolk Comic Art Expo and the MCon. So, um, Ooh, we, he's really got to rename that <laughs> show. I went to the MCon. Uh, shout out to Kelly Gordon. Um, I actually mm-hmm. managed to interview uh, Michelle Knotts from... Uh, uh, she's the voice of Jesse from Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I had a great time. Um, it was at the Source Mall in Long Island. Um, I met a whole bunch of people there. I actually uh, ran into the um, head of the Queen's Gazette, and he said that he liked me so much he wanted to interview me. So we're gonna. I'm gonna well, how a, could he not? Uh, I guess I'm well, just a likable person, Mark. So yeah, yeah so I'm you gonna, sir are a delight. So I'm gonna be uh, interviewed. Delight. Well, I've already have been interviewed by them, so yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, so that. just real quick, at, you know, as a venue goes, how did you feel about having it at the Source Mall versus the, the library? library? Okay, so it was uh, more desolate. It was so <laughs> well. Sorry, I was unaware of how exactly desolate yeah. the Source Mall is. So I always wonder how giant, the Source Mall stays open. It's this Same. Giant <laughs> wide. It was a huge food court area. It's the entire food court area, which is nobody there but us. So it was kind of cool having this beautiful open space. The lighting was great. It was beautiful. Just how how large it was, yeah. And um, Kelly Gordon and the East Middle Public Library did a great job utilizing the space because they had an escape room, they had a video game room, they had a panel room, and then mm-hmm. they had a stage, and then they had all the the vendors and and all the people around. Yep. So they did a very good job. Um, I thought it was really cool how how it was great. There's how, food. How your favorite thing about no, a con. It There's was food. Th- there was clothes. That's what I'm they saying. They closed all the, f- the food court. The was food closed. court it's, it's, is dusty oh, and abandoned. That probably pissed the you. The irony of it all. The bit. only two yeah. things that were open in this entire mall 
was a P.F. Chang's. And the, and the Cheesecake. And a Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. And even then, the Cheesecake wow. Factory ain't the best Cheesecake Factory either. Yeah. So it was so weird. Oh, and weird. a Fortune Off Outdoor Furniture Store. Sorry. So it was so weird how, how that <laughs> how that worked. Yeah. Um, the only the only bad thing I there was would say nothing about else it. opened or just in terms of the food that was only no 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 no, no. There I mean was nothing else in the that, word in desolate that really holds salt in that place yeah in wow that, in this mm-hmm. portion of the of the mall because I know there's a Dave and Buster's next to it but it wasn't right. connected but this which also portion, somehow stays open we don't know how this portion was it was all for the library it was all it was you like can free wander rain. a majority of the mall <laughs> and it is yeah disturbingly desolate whose idea was it to build a mall. <laughs> Right next to Roosevelt Field Mall, by the way. Bob. They were trying to be. <laughs> it was Bob. That move that that built that like mall before then, and then they were going to be like the higher class mall to compete, <laughs> and then it just yeah. So so yeah. Fortune so that, off got bought out. That's basically what it was. So that was that. Um, the only downside I can always say, because I, I want to be you know completely honest, is the the sound system because of the acoustics was such a beautiful open area. It was yeah. really hard to hear stuff. So even my own the re- interview, the my reverberation. Own I wasn't sure if I could be heard to the people around me. I had so. perfect line of sight of the stage because the Grindhouse Radio was there as well, and I couldn't even hear anything. Yeah. Really? It, it just came in as because of the amount of reverb and bounce off. But we did have um, pictures are up on our Facebook page, so mm. check that out. But it was I thought I had a, it was a great event. I had a great time. So shout out to Kelly Gordon and Smell Public Library. Except for the lack and of uh, food. Except for the lack of food. And that's going to be... Um, they're going to be there for the next two years, so mm-hmm. everything is going to be there. Um, will the source mall be there in the next <laughs> few years? I'm, the building well, will be, but yes. everybody else? For what, for what I understand, the building just got bought out, and they're trying to make it a thing again, which is why the library is Good there, luck with that. going to try to promote stuff and bring people yeah. aware of that place. <clears throat> so, Charlie. Hey, how are you? We're aware. We just don't want to go there. <laughs> Suffolk Comic Art Expo. You were there, right? How, how was I that? was there. <laughs> How yes, was I was. Did you get the food? Oh well, I did. You save I, me food. I had the option of getting a ticket for food, and there was plenty. And and even if there wasn't food right around the corner, in the gymnasium there was a great cafeteria. The prices were great, but you would have loved it again. But uh, uh, I thought it was. Very well done. I thought all the artists there were magnificent. How was the flow? The the flow was great. It was a lot of. It was um, a huge space, it, and they only used half the gym. The gym has a, a full-size track in it, and they only used half the gym. And it, even with half, there was a lot of a lot of room. It was it was nice. The flow was great. Um, again, the artists were all amazing, top-notch guys, and they top-notch, and also they were nice people. Not one of them not with one attitudes, jerk. not one attitude, not one jerk. And uh, the vendors were all good. We had our, our friends from uh, Royal there. Royal, yeah. Uh, Royal Collectibles. Uh, and, Royal. Uh, you know, it, it was just, I was amazed at the, uh, the, not only, I'm always amazed at the artwork, but just how nice everybody was. And they, people were enjoying it there. And, uh, People seem to be having a, a great time there. Well, I know that Phil wanted. He mentioned on our show when he was interviewed that um, he wanted to make it a positive event. Yeah. So you felt the positivity. Well, yeah. Everybody there. Everybody was happy. All the vendors were positive, all and right. and uh, I and they were just, you know, they they were talkative. Some people were like in the zone. Right. And you know, out of respect, you don't want to, you know. To yeah. an artist, and and some of them just said to me, "Oh my God, yeah, you definitely could take a picture. Would you mind if I keep working?" Yeah, and I, no, not at all. And tons of pictures on our Facebook Facebook yes. page that you did, yes. also. So if you want to uh, check out, get a better I idea. I want to give a there. quick shout out yes. to, uh, um, first of all, Phil for his uh, hospitality as always, and uh, I really enjoyed myself there. And um, a shout out to um, Shadow Rabbit. Because he finally finished he gets my a second sculpture. Shot, I guess second time. Yeah, yeah. Hey. And it was magnificent, and I apologize. I ran out of the house today. I forgot to bring it, but it will be here next week. Next week, so nice. people could see. It was amazing. You Facebook can also blog. see it on uh, on the pictures. On the Facebook page. Yeah. So enjoyed it. All right. So um, overall, everybody's happy. Dominic, you had, yeah. you weren't at either one because you had nope. your own event. I had my own thing going on. But next time you're going to be able to come, hopefully, and, yeah. and enjoy 
the, the conventions. God willing. Um, interview time. I got yeah, a life yeah, yeah. is what I'm saying. I got a life, Mark. So for the Sopranos time. I got things time, I got to do. I got stuff. Which is going to be on the things. 23rd and 24th of November. Enjoyzy. Got some, yeah, enjoyzy. Enjoyzy. We got some Joy-Z. interviews. So Certainly. Yeah. We got the celebrity trainer. Anything yes. you want to mention before we play it? This was a lot of fun, actually, because I worked in a gym for 12 years, and I got to ask him, like, just so many gym questions that have always been on my mind, including, like, is the lat pull-down one of the most <laughs> butchered exercises in all of in any gym? And he's, you'll, you'll listen to it, but all the questions from this come from a guy who's like, I remember working in a gym. Let's talk about that. Not like, what celebrity do you like training? <laughs> like, no, no, no. Let's talk about exercising. All right. Not that you can tell that I exercise what... much right now, but, but <laughs> in my heyday, I used to know. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's hear it. All right, in three, two. All right, it's your co-host, Dominic Sprano with the Came From The Radio, live from the Playboy Club. With me is... Maylord, Maylord Howell from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Maylord, what do you do? I own a, a CrossFit gym and a personal trainer. Okay, so basically what you're saying is you can kick my butt. Uh, if need be, yes. Okay, well let's not make that happen. No, not tonight. <laughs> so what's it like having a like celebrity CrossFit gym? Uh, it's pretty intense. Uh, you know, uh, you run, you know, you run the gamut. You have mom, mom and moms and moms and dads. You have right. stay-at-home parents. You have high high-level executives. It, it runs the gamut. You have young kids. Sometimes you have like uh, college athletes. So you gotta like mix and mix and mix and match. Run, run with the flow. Run with the flow with, uh, you know, the different types of clientele that you have. Now, how'd you get into this? Uh, how'd I get into it? Good question. I used to be corporate, super corporate for 11 years. I was in pharma sales, pharma exec for 11 years, and did this on the side. And then one day woke up and was like, you know what? I'm not. I'm tired of working for somebody. Tired of working for people. I'm gonna do my own thing. And I opened a gym. That was six years ago. And it's been going great ever since? Yes, yeah, it's, it's been going. It's been really challenging, but pretty rewarding. So quickly, top three workout tips. Top three work workout tips. One, go at your own pace. Two, a tip. Two, uh, water. Hydrate before and after. Three, get enough rest. Genius. So what's the number one thing that you see people doing wrong in the gym all the time? Uh, I think the number one thing I see people doing wrong all the time is probably they don't, I think that it goes back to that last tip that I gave, don't uh, have, have sufficient rest. They don't rest they, enough. They don't rest enough. You know, they, 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 they think the more, they think that more is, more is better. Right. You know, I got to come in six days a week, seven days a week, I got to crush it, I got to crush it. Right, right. No, you got you need some rest days as well. Now, for me, I used to work in a gym for about 12 years, and I can tell you, the thing that I always thought was the most butchered exercise was the lat pull-down. Oh, my what God. Do you, okay, so you agree <laughs> with me that it's one of the most butchered exercises, right? No, so it is. It is. There's so much leverage and, 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 and uh, you know, hacks and cheating that goes on with the, with the, with the lat, with the lat, uh, the lat pull-down. Why uh, do you think people just can't learn the proper form of a lat pull-down? I think because it's ego-based, you know, they think, uh, one, ego-based and the fact that they, you can leverage it really well because there's a seat and, and right. just, so they just, you know, they just yank away, you know, right. there's, there's many different variations of, 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 of bad, messing bad it up. Reps. Yeah, bad reps. To this day, when I'm in the gym and working out and I see someone do a lap pull down and they pull it behind their head, <laughs> he's laughing, he knows what I mean. <laughs> I'm just like, please stop, please just stop. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to incriminate myself, but I go to new, I go to, I go to a particular corporate gym right. once, once a week for a couple clients, and it's cringeworthy what I see when I go there t- right? every Tuesday. Um, to your point, the lap pulled down. My God, how annoying is it when you watch someone do trying to take selfies as they work out? I mean. That's also part of the game, number one. But number two, like, geez, we're here to get some stuff done. Take your selfie and get off the get off the bench. You know, right. you, 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 let, me, let me get the bench. You know, what do you think is the ex- the perfect amount of time to work out for? I think 40, 45 minutes is forty five. Yeah. yeah, if you're efficient, 40, 45 minutes. I think that's good. Anything more than that, you're kind of like right, either, you're, you're just destroying your body yeah, at that yeah, point, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Or you, you're being you're, you're hanging out too much. And finally, what is the most underrated exercise that you think everyone should be doing? Good question. I think everyone should be doing some form of body weight pulling. Okay. 
some form of bodyweight pulling, whether it's a free weights over machines, right? Yes, whether it's uh, uh, bodyweight pull-ups, whether it's a scale version of uh, of uh, dumbbell rows, anything at all, anything that involves pulling, I think that's really important. Is there any social media that you like to plug? Plug yeah, your gym. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you can follow me at. M and How Beta. That's Mary Nancy H O W B E T A on Instagram. We have a podcast as well, The Beta Way on uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, all that, all that good stuff. You can find it came from the radio on all those too. Perfect, perfect. There you go. Listen to both of us. <laughs> there you go. Thank you so much, sir. It was Anytime. a delight to talk to you. Same here. Same here. And that was the interview. Wait, way, way to throw it back to the studio. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> so we're back. It was a great interview. I was, it was a very busy night. Okay. <laughs> There's not a lot of throwing back to the to the <laughs> was, studio. So you better it, listen. Okay. There's lots of stuff going on. Lots of things lots happening. Of stuff, yeah. There's lots of uh, Playboy bunnies around. No. 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 No, no Playboy not bunnies. Not really. Yeah, I think there. I think were there were three, three on duty. Ac- actually, three. Yeah. Working. Three. And and you didn't see them because because um, they were they hiding were work- in the back. No. 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 Two work in the door, the entrances, ah. and you yeah. just had one, one floating around, one floating yeah, one bunny. Floating around. So, mm-hmm. I like, I mean, the the venue was gorgeous. It was a beautifully laid out club, but you know, I'm going to the Playboy Club, and this is the only negative thing I really have to say. I'm expecting not to enough see Playboy bunnies. Playboy bunnies, right? This is they only, and when you're watching all the photo, you're looking at the photos, and they have like videos of the bunnies. There's only like six bunnies. Or seven bunnies that they show on the videos. So I'm wondering, is that all they have? Like the whole original concept of the Playboy Club was that all the servers were bunnies. Right. The 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 you know everybody the bar- everyone the maybe the bouncer and the bartenders. I don't can know. You imagine a bouncer. Bunny? I can imagine the bartenders being bunnies. No, so that'll definitely get more. That would make sense to me too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, how many women are bartenders all over? I mean, true, right? true, true. Yeah. So like, but I would assume the bartenders. Like Playboy bunnies. Right. Hmm. Right. And it used to be like they would serve. There were girls that would go around with cigarettes. I mean, obviously that's not. But like everything was filled yeah, with yeah. bunnies. You, you couldn't find a bunny to save your life. Nah. There was like two working the door and just one kind of walking around. She wasn't even serving, from oh. what I could tell. Oh. They just had regular waiters, oh. and like that was it. So I was, I was like, I was a little underwhelmed by the bunny uh, representation. I blame the venue. <laughs> I don't blame the people. I blame the venue. All right, so next one. Uh, mm-hmm. Frederic, what's, uh, what was his name? Federico Castelluccio. Federico Castelluccio. Oh, Castelluccio. my God. Castelluccio. Yeah, that. What's wrong with you? Yo, Castelluccio. Hey. Anything Yo. you want to mention before? Uh, except uh, he uh, curses more than a sailor. He, he, <laughs> he curses like he's in the mob, funny enough. <laughs> he's uh, If you had a crush on him uh, watching the show, he's just as handsome in person. Mm-hmm. And he's actually a very, like, Suave, charismatic dude to talk to. It was really quite cool. They were both really cool guys to talk to. All right, so let's play that one. At the Playboy Club, and with me is... Artie Pasquale. Federico Castelluccio. So, gentlemen, how are you enjoying the evening so far? Can we speak at the same time? Is that all right? Sure. <laughs> I mean, I got this big microphone here. Very well. This is really well organized. It's for a tremendous project, the Sopranos Con. The word is getting out now that it's... Everybody wants to go. Everybody wants to be part of it. And this is like the beginning, in a sense. Uh, it's just terrific. Now, is this the first Sopranos Con, or has there been one before that? No, this is absolutely the first ever Sopranos Con. It's gonna, it'll be the, the biggest reunion ever of Sopranos cast members. And uh, it's going to be actually themed with Sopranos. Everything is going to be themed in the Sopranos kind of... Uh, uh, world, basically. I mean, you're gonna yeah. walk in and you're gonna see things like, you know, the horse, <laughs> like Pai Omai, and really? you know, there's oh, a yeah? stable. Then you'll see, um, you well, know, there'd be the uh, picture of Tony with the horse, dressed yeah, as like exactly. ge- as a general. Yes, I'm sure they'll have that there as well. Yeah. Now, what is exactly your roles in the con? You're just showing up, or do you have a part in how to put it together? Well, Federico has more of a part. We were up in Providence, Rhode Island, recently, doing a few things in. Uh, in reference to this, I came from Providence, Rhode Island, and one of the stories, the Artie Bucco story, I was involved in that early on. So right. Federico was involved doing some uh, some interviewing there and going with Michael Mata and the guys, meeting them. These three guys have put together some project, let me tell you. Very impressive, these three young guys. None of them from New Jersey or New York. Really? Oh, one, of them, one of them is from, uh, from Long, Long Island. Island. Yeah, Long Island. I'm from Long Island. Just so yeah. we know. It's, it's, yeah, Joe, it's Joe Fama's from Long Island. 
Don't call it Strong Island. It's Long Island. Long Island. Long Island. Long Island. Long Island. So is Edie Falco. She's That's from right. Long Island. That's right. She's from Long Island. Yeah. But they're determined to make it go, and it looks like it's Greg's going. You know, I mean, it's wonderful. It's catching steam all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're also we're also doing a documentary, uh, as Artie just mentioned, and uh, they've they've actually asked me to basically host it. Really? And um, yeah, we've we've gotten some really wonderful interviews with a lot of the. Di different cast members uh, that will be present that day on uh, November 23rd and 24th. Now, aside from weekend. events like this, how often do you guys get to see each other? Uh, well, you know what? We run into each other quite often. We do a lot of charity events and yeah. appearances, things like that. People are still interested in The Sopranos 20 years later. Now, can you give me any tidbits on the prequel movie? We don't know anything about the prequel movie. We Nothing. know that it's uh, whatever everybody else knows from uh, from from what yeah what, what's been written. Uh, you know, it takes place in the 1960s during the race riots in Newark, New Jersey, and uh, there are no cast members from the original series. But they don't like you know. Now that you're in, they don't they don't just let you know. You don't get a pre. Nah, no, no, they, they're very secretive. Uh, even Sopranos, right? Right. Yeah, we were very secretive. Here we go. Yeah, very secretive. How many times in The Sopranos did you read the script and go, I can't believe they're going to do that? Well, you know what happened? It's funny, it happened to me. Now, I'm sure maybe Federico or James Gandolfini was privy to, you know, what's going to happen. But you would go for the read at the beginning of the month, so to speak, and you'd get around the table and you would read this. And everybody would look to the back of the script, of course, to see if your name was there, you know? Right. So you knew you were alive. But one time when it came my turn, James Gandolfini come up to me and my character was Bert Gervasi so he tapped me on the shoulder and he said well it was nice knowing you Bert so so he knew that I was going and I but it was next to the last episode so it wasn't yeah. like I got killed off early but it was a dramatic hit that scene so I was happy for that so when you would see like shows like Game of Thrones and you knew no one's gonna make it do you like I remember those days I feel for that cast those cast members at all yeah well you know it, it, once you once you start getting close to a lot of different what once you start watching a series and you get close to those cast members you don't want them to you don't want them to leave you don't want them to go right uh, and when when they do it's like it's like that was one of the things that I I thought was great about the Sopranos because it was a mob series right and in that life that really happens of course you know you, you have these guys that are really funny and jovial and stuff but they do things and all of a sudden absolutely clipped yeah and that's what happens in our in, in, you know yeah in, in the sopranos i mean yeah there's there's only three ways that's going to work out jail death and a very 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 rare you make it to old age yes that's right i think that's happened what with carlo gambino and anybody else yeah I mean, uh, a couple people couple yeah, guys I, but very you rare know, you know it's interesting a lot of them die from cancer and that's that, right isn't that weird i think it's the hard lifestyle they're living yeah probably. honestly they're, they're smoking they're drinking they're doing things that aren't yeah, going to be right, healthy right. See, and and david, I, I was going to say david chase had the ability to cast people, he didn't have any like pretty faces. Nothing against George Clooney or anything, but he's pretty, I don't know. Federico's pretty handsome, except so. for Federico. <laughs> These were like regular guys, the way looking, you know, off the street, right? And uh, and he didn't really know a lot about them beforehand. Before this, you know, Gandolfini was in a, a few movies and yeah. recognized him, but generally speaking, and there was this great camaraderie that developed from that, and it was just tremendous. It's hard to describe. So one final question for you, Federico. Yeah. If I recall my Sopranos correctly, Furio just kind of leaves, right? Yes. What do you think happened to Furio? Well, I, uh, I'm sure you, you get know, asked he, this, he but I don't know. To, yeah, he went back to Italy, number one, right? Right. But uh, I always had sort of like um, an ongoing story about what happened to, to right. Furio, right? Goes back to Italy. And uh, Annalisa, his cousin, right. gets arrested. Now she's in jail, right. and so he's the acting boss. Okay. So I, one of the storylines that I was thinking if he would ever come back, right, uh, was that they all of a sudden he stopped sending the cars. Right. <laughs> and they're wondering what the f is going what on, you know. <laughs> and so they have to go back to Italy and deal. Now they have to. There's like, okay, where's Annalisa? Right. Well, she's in jail. Well, who, who do I have to deal with? Furio. Furio. <laughs> So be, they they make the deal. Right. About, Tony's about to go back, and then he on his way to the airport he says, it. he goes back and he kills Furio, and then wow. goes back. See that? Wouldn't that be a great? That'd be, that'd be great. That you gotta write it. You gotta I, pitch I, it to been HBO. A great ending, man. I mean that's brilliant. <laughs> if they're gonna do like three spinoffs of Game of Thrones, they could do this. Well, maybe they could make that know. happen. 
Well, you know, Tony's uh, Tony's gone, so we can't make that happen anymore. That. You do the son instead. Then... Tony's son instead. Oh, Tony's son. Oh, sh yeah. All right, I want co-writing credit. All right, good. <laughs> Thank Some you. People always ask, like, like what happened to the Russians? Right. So, like, David Chase had this attitude, who gives a sh happened to them? No, everybody doesn't. That always doesn't turn out, you know, like, right. they caught the Russians or this happened. Hey, there's Willie. That's... Willie, Willie DeMeo. Do you know William DeMeo? No, I don't know Willie DeMeo. William DeMeo, get over here. <laughs> how you doing? Hey, how are you? I am Dominic from It Came From The Radio. Can you sit over there? I'm out of space. Can you say goodbye? Yeah, let's say goodbye. All right. All right. Signing off. Signing off from the Playboy Club with... Artie Pasquale. And... Federico Castelluccio, Furio Junta. Follow the Soprano, Sopranos Con, Sopranos with a plural. There you go. These we gentlemen are world class. World class gentlemen right here. Thank you so much, guys. Somebody. There we go. Somebody was enjoying themselves way too much with that interview. <laughs> I don't even know if that was me enjoying myself way too much on that interview. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Particularly it's a little bit my, of everybody. My favorite part was when he, when Frederico was going into what happened with Furio. Right. And that, you were like, why not the sun? Oh, yeah. He, his eyes lit up when I said, well, have the sun take over for Tony. He's like, oh, my God. You should... If, if you could see his eyes the light, light up like, went, ding. bing, why don't I do this? <laughs> see that? So if you see this come out on HBO anytime soon, you I know, want credit and some residuals. You get a dollar. I get it. I don't care. <laughs> I could at least like say that I was part of it. <laughs> so next interview, um, it says Gary. Who's Gary? Gary Pastore. So he was on The Sopranos. He was also in season two of The Deuce on HBO, and he's been in a bunch of other things. So really, really nice guy. No curses. Nice. I can't. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, if you try and tell these guys what they can and can't say, good luck. <laughs> All right. So let's play Gary. They could break right. you with a look, my friend. There we go. Here's your co-host once again, Dominic Sperano at the Playboy Club, and with me is Gary Pastor in the house. <laughs> Gary, Gary, you're absolutely known for uh, the Sopranos, but what else do you want right now? Uh, the deuce. And uh, what else am I shooting? I'm shooting a movie called Crabs in a Bucket with Jeremy Piven, uh, Tamron Manny, Bruce Dern, and Zach McGowan. That's off the top of my head, but there's a lot more. That's a nice cast right there. It is a great cast. How's it going with the shoot? Good, I'm not a mobster. You're shocking. I'm an attorney. Really? It's kind of like a mobster. That's, this is, it's, oh, it's still a guy in shocks tins clothing. You know what they say in The Godfather? One attorney can steal more money than 100 men with guns. That's, that's very, very true. So you've done two HBO series. What's it like being on the this is great because uh, I love doing stuff back in time, you know? Right, yeah. You know, anything that's a throwback, yeah. I love. I was just driving in with uh, my senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. We're coming down 42nd Street. And I'm like, man, just imagine if he's like, the deuce? I'm like, yeah, the deuce. He's like, just imagine what those guys would have thought of how it turned out. Yeah, playing a guy like Matty the Horse. You know, the guy started the whole... Uh, gay bar industry pretty much in New York. He uh, he actually opened a Stonewall. Who would have thought that a mobster would open up gay clubs? He's smart. He wanted money. to give, he did it for money, but he also wanted to give people that have their own thing, their yeah. own thing. And I think that that was very, very, very ahead of his time. I particularly love the scenes with you and I can't remember his Michael, name. Michael Rispoli. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Michael's a good friend of mine. I love him to death. I, I love the scenes between you guys, especially when you sat down and, like, you saw the same film to two different families and we don't even like each other. Right. That was fun. Wasn't that it? was fun. That was fun. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was the last scene of last season. Um, yeah, it was a great show to work on. I love Dave Simon and Pelicanos for giving me the op. And hopefully I get to do more stuff with them. Hopefully. Now, I haven't seen you this season. No, I'm, you're not. Maddie, Maddie's done. Maddie's done. Maddie's as far as the timeline goes, Maddie was arrested and went to jail during okay. this period. So okay. they weren't going to waste a lot of time Got showing it. that. It, it would mean nothing. That's the only thing. It's not that I don't like about the show, but it's, I'm like, it just it's missing, it's missing something. Yeah, no. It's like, and I can't believe it's already the last season. It is. It's like we, I could go for three more seasons of this show. 
I'll be honest with you, I'd like to play Matty for three more seasons. He's a great guy. He's yeah. a great guy. Guy won a Purple Heart in World War II. He helped bring the Beatles to America. He's got so much history that uh, I feel that he deserves his own series, I guess. You know, I was just talking to Federico Castelluccio about what happened to Furio. And he has this whole idea about what happened. You should pitch it to HBO of, of expanding Finding Furio. <laughs> yeah, Finding Furio. We already know where Nemo is. Who cares? Find Furio. That is very cool. That's a good idea. So tell me about the new movie. It's called Crabs in a Bucket. Uh, I play this very wealthy entrepreneur mm -hmm. uh, slash attorney. And I buy in a real estate in South Philly, knocking everything down, putting up condos. Nice. And uh, the lads of the neighborhood don't like me much. Aha. Uh -huh. So I, got you. I have a whole problem with them. It's a comedy. Okay. Very, very funny. I'm noticing a lot of you guys are into doing comedies these days. I always thought like was saying he's doing comedy too. You know why he does good comedy? Because you don't expect anything comical to come out of him. Look at his face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same with De Niro. I think that's why uh, Analyze This was so successful because you look at them, yeah. you don't expect you don't, yeah. them to make you laugh. Absolutely. 100%. So after Crabs in a Bucket, what's next for you? Uh, a movie called... Oh my god, I forgot it. Hold on. The Fix! That's it! <laughs> a movie called The Fix! The Fix! With Harvey Keitel and Armando Sante. That, wow! That's, those are some heavy hitters right yeah, now. I'll probably start next month. Sweet. What do you think is the secret to constantly be working in Hollywood? Perseverance. Perseverance. Just don't, don't on stop. My web, on the top of my Facebook page. Perseverance. Perseverance. Awesome. What uh, What would you like to plug? What would you like to plug? Any social oh, media or anything? Social media. GaryPastor.com. www.garrypastore.com. And then uh, Facebook. Actually, come see me on Instagram. And then we'll go over to Facebook's Gary with two R's underscore Pastor. If it's not on Instagram, it never happened. That's right. Exactly. That's why there's no Instagram pictures here tonight. That's right. Because what stay, what happens at the Playboy Club stays in the Playboy, Playboy Club. Club. Exactly. Gary, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so oh, much. Pleasure to meet you, brother. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. You're just going with these uh, pretty darn good interviews, I have to uh, say. Well, thank you. I was in my element. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> You forgot, you forgot like, what you were doing. I forgot I had a mic here. Yeah. It was a, a fun evening. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right, so let's see. The next one is... Uh, I'd lucky. love to see more of that of that Playboy Club, though. I feel like we didn't really see anything of the actual club. Yeah, yeah. it was like three big rooms. So you got yeah. uh, Lucky Still. Church, right? Yeah, no, he was a nice guy. He was really lucky cool. Lucky is responsible for half of the events that are on... Uh, that going on in Manhattan and uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's yeah, a he's a big, really good promoter. Big promoter. All right, lucky. Let's hear it. All righty. All right. Once again, here I am live at the Playboy Club. This is your co-host Dominic Sperano. With me is Lucky Church, baby. <laughs> so, Lucky, tell me about yourself. Oh man, it's just first of all, it's a blessing to be alive. Let's start there. I agree. You know, I'm a guy who's recently survived a heart attack. Really? Yeah. It was looking really, great. Man, listen, it's been about a year. Yeah. I was out the hospital in five days. So when I tell you every day is a blessing. Right. Every time I open my eyes, yeah. I have no complaints. That's the guy you're talking to right now, who probably wasn't that way about a year ago. Okay. Yeah. Now, so you have a heart attack. What the hell is that like, and how are you, like, getting past that? Tell yeah. me. And I, and I think I'm, I'm pushing with the heart attack, but... It was a back pain at first. Okay. So I went to the doctor, and I actually wasn't going to go. My wife was like, you better get up and go to the doctor right now. She said, you never complain about pain. Right. I go to the doctor. They find nothing. Four hours really? later, they do a CAT scan. Yeah. They ran out and said, oh, my God, how are you alive? Really? They said, your aorta has, you have an aortic dissection. So it was a, a cut in my aorta, a tear. Really? And it was like, you should be dead right now. And, and that That's never good to hear. No, and they said, even with the surgery we have to give you right now, you only have 10% chance of living. So nope. that was one of the most scariest moments of my life, brother. Yeah, that would be scary, man. But I handled it with grace. I was calm. I was strong for my wife who was there. 
Because that's a lot for a woman to take, you know, anyone to take. Yeah. Um, and basically went in for eight hours of surgery. After eight hours of surgery, uh, I was there from 7.30 to 8, uh, no, 7.30 to 3 p.m. Right. Uh, 11 o'clock that same night, I was sitting up, you know, took the breathing tube out. By 3 o'clock in the morning, I was eating Jello. By 6 o'clock in the morning, I was eating breakfast. That's how they want it. They want you up. They want you moving. When yeah, that's man. This thing and then I'm walking around my room, and yeah. four or five days later, I'm out the hospital home and counting my blessings. A month later, at my birthday party, wow, I almost didn't make it to. Where was the hospital, if you don't mind me asking? Montefiore Hospital in the Bronx. Shout out to Dr. Forrest for saving my life. There you go. He was supposed to be on vacation, but turned around to came, come back and save my life. That's an amazing, amazing story. Yes, man. So now with the new lease on life, what are you doing? With the new lease on life, I'm just looking at everything much more positive. Right. Um, I'm, I'm taking my business ventures a lot more serious. Mm -hmm. More worried about enjoying life, enjoying my family. You know right. what I mean? Um, still working hard right. and not giving up that, but following my dreams more and not worrying about what people say about me, what people think. Right. Just enjoying life to the fullest and, and starting this cool thing, Lucky Tuesdays. This has been the biggest blessing. Tell me about Lucky Tuesdays. Well, I saw it on the uh, the website for the uh, club. Yeah, man. I mean, the Playboy Club approached me, my boy Ronnie Caucus, um, and Nicole Levison. They were like, hey, we need an event on Tuesdays. You know, you had a great initiation because they're a client of mine, but I'm also a member of the club. Right. So they initiated me, and that was the most successful Tuesday they had to date. Really? So they were like, hey, can you do this every Tuesday? And I was a little hesitant. That's a big order to fill on a Tuesday night. Yeah. But every Tuesday for the past two months, we've had great crowds coming out, and they're starting to call this. They said it feels like a Friday, Saturday night on a Tuesday. So what is the secret to making a great Tuesday night happen? If you're allowed to give out the secret. No, I don't mind giving the secret because I feel like other people should do it. And I feel like we need to share some more of those things because it's about community. Right. And a lot of us don't get in the same rooms. So my theme is to have... Whether you're a plumber, uh, a waiter, waitress, or the CEO of a company or actress, get them all in the same room. Let them talk mm -hmm. to each other, and that'll change somebody's life. It'll enrich the powerful person just as much as it'll enrich the person who's on the lower level of life. You know what I mean? Who may not be making as much money. Right. They could be just as happy as the rich person. Right. But get them in the same room and give them an opportunity to grow and build with each other and hear stories and share stories to realize that they're the same that we're all one in our own unique way. You know what I mean? So how does one get involved in Lucky Tuesday? Well, I kind of just uniquely look for different things. Mm -hmm. Like one night we had an event with Nike where it was a sneaker release. Um, another time we had a gaming event. It was all about gaming. Uh, another week we did fashion shows and had fashion week. So I just try to keep it creative. And I look for people that are just looking to have fun. Right. And to do events at a cool space. Gotcha. That bring something different for me. That, that, that I haven't done already. So, on top of that, how does the average person get involved in Lucky Tuesday? How can they come ah, to this? That may be the only secret. Uh -huh. You kind of have to know somebody that knows somebody to get in. I would say ask your friends. If you have a friend that's been to Lucky Tuesdays, right. ask them how to get in. And if you get a referral from them, you'll get into Lucky Tuesdays. Okay. Because you got to get the email address to know how to get in. Oh. So once you get the email address... You got the golden ticket. Okay, you can just whisper it in my ear if you don't. No, I'm just kidding. You got it. You're on the list permanently. I'm on the list perma permanently. You hear that? I'm on the list permanently for Lucky Tuesday, everybody. That's right. And on that note, we're going to end because yes. that's a high note. Court is adjourned. <laughs> Thank you so much. Pleasure, brother. Is there anything that you'd like to promote or plug right now? Um, I would just definitely like to promote and say give a big shout out to my family at SMF Global. Yep. That's my business partners, uh, Sean Fraser, who's the CEO, Ty Hunter, who's our creative director. Um, if you want to learn more about our, our company, you can follow us at SMF Global um, on Instagram, Twitter, anywhere. Um, also, follow me on Instagram, at Lucky Church, and that's literally how it sounds. Lucky Church. Church like hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. So that is, we have one more to go. And we have just yes. one more, yeah. But oh, we're just right on time, so we're going to end the show with the, the last uh, interview of uh, Tony. Who's Tony? Tony Darrow. Tony uh, Darrow. You know Tony Darrow, not you, because you've never seen a gangster movie a day in your life. <laughs> Hurry up, two but seconds. if you've seen Goodfellas, you know Tony Darrow. He's the guy who owns the club that they burned down. All yes. right, so um, we're going to play that, and we'll uh, end the show on this way. All right. Sounds play good. It and we'll get out of here, and then we'll see you next week. Here it comes. Hi, this is your co-host Dominic Sperano for It Came From The Radio, and with me is... Tony Darrow. And we're live at the Playboy Club celebrating Sopranos Con. So, Mr. Darrow, 
Yes, buddy. How you doing tonight? Doing great. There's a nice crowd, and a lot of the guys are going to be here, so I hope the people enjoy it because that's what we're here for. Absolutely. What do you think of the of the club? You know, I never, I didn't even know they had a Playboy Club anymore. I thought it was all over because when I was a kid, I used to perform at the Playboy Club on 56th Street and Fifth Avenue. But that really? Was a long time ago. And today's my birthday. Happy birthday! And it's also Michael Mata's birthday, his father's birthday, and his son's birthday. We all have the same birthday, October first. So this is all an excuse just to have a great birthday party. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. You are 39, right? 39 years old today. You look great. You look absolutely great. Yeah. So what are you currently working on? What do you enjoy doing? Just finished a film called, uh, in fact, we're still editing it. It's called Made in Chinatown. It's a comedy, martial arts, mob film, but no cursing and no uh, killing in it. It's a spoof. And great. It's very funny. Very, very funny. Made in Chinatown. When me can and, Me and Vinnie Pastore star in it. When can we expect that to come out? Well, right now, uh, Warner Brothers is looking at it, and, and Netflix and a couple of other uh, companies, Amazon. I don't know exactly, because I'm not in the production end, you know? Right. I wouldn't know. But uh, I also do a nightclub act, you know, I do a comedy show. Really? And I work hard, you know, I work in the Springfield. New Jersey on the 21st of, of October, a place called Sophia's, with a great singer that opens for me. His name is Johnny T. And come down, you'll see the show, you'll enjoy it, be my guest. I, I will love to go see it. What's your comedy style like? Uh, it's uh, blue, it's not dirty, but it's blue. And I break chops, I tease people, you know. Are you picking up where um, like a Don, Don Rickles left off? Sort of, but... Uh, not uh, more jokes. More jokes. But I pick on people. Like if she walked past, I'll say, "Hurry up! You're not gonna make it." Hurry <laughs> up, get to the you know, stuff like that. You don't call anyone a hockey puck, right? No. No. What's next for you? What are you doing next after the comedy shows? Uh, I'm going uh, to uh, Florida. I'm performing at a lot of the uh, condos down there, mm -hmm. a couple of country clubs. Right. Then I come back. And I'm going to start another film with my cousin Paul Bulgazi, who's a director. Right. And it's called Duped. Duped? Yeah. Can I ask what that might be about? Yeah, it's about, uh, I play two roles. I play a mob guy, a real mob guy. Mm -hmm. And I just got out of jail. And uh, I'm also a, a lawyer, a phony lawyer. Okay. So I don't want to go back to jail. So when I have to threaten somebody instead of beating them up or shooting them, mm -hmm. I go in as an attorney and I scare them that they're going to go to jail. And it works. And I wear stupid nerd glasses when I'm the, the lawyer. And then I come out and everything is, hey, man, you know, the wise guy. If there was any role that you could play that is not mob-related, what would you like to play? Actually, yeah. I'm a street guy, and I'm a pretty tough guy in the street. You know, I, I bet up, you are. I grew up in East New York, Brooklyn, where, you know, John Gotti grew up, and uh, right. the Varios and all that stuff, and the real good fellas. But actually, I'd love to play a gay guy. You'd love to play a gay guy? I don't know why, but I would just love to do that. Probably because no one's coming to you for that, so you'd no, love to stretch your acting. I would just love to stretch. I played a priest already, you know, and I sing. I I have two albums out. With, really? I had two albums out with Roulette Records, and uh, I, I'm, I'm very well-rounded. I had my own television show in Sydney, Australia, for uh, two years. Uh, I was a professional baseball player. I'm not a kid. Today is my birthday. Right. I'll be 81 years old. Really? You actually look closer to 39. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. <laughs> my pleasure. My, fa my father just turned 80 in May. So you look very well, good. You know, I could be your father too. You don't know. You could be. Uh, I hope not. That'd be very weird. Yeah. That'd be very. I'd have to ask my mother a bunch of questions. What is this guy? Just take pictures? He's the guy that takes pictures. He's got the easy job. Huh? He's got the. Tell me, do you think he looks like Henry Hill? I think he looks like Virginia Hill. <laughs> very nice. Is there any social media or anything that you'd like to plug, sir? Uh, no, not really. No, I'm good. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate it. My Have pleasure. a wonderful time tonight. Enjoy it.
You've been listening to It Came From the Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.